Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show. First look, Thanksgiving Day slate. We're here already, late November. Three games, three atrocious games, but it's going to make for really fun DFS. So let, let's let's have some fun with that. But my God, well, this is some ugly games we're about to get into. But sometimes that, again, makes for the, the best DFS play, the most interesting conversation and, and game theory. So I'm Dave Lochran. Thanks for joining us. As always, hit me up on the Twitters at Lafayette underscore D. And while you're there, say hello to Jordan Vanek at Jordan Vanek DFS. Ben Rasa at Jazz Raz DFS. Ben, what's cracking, brother? Not much. Yeah, we're almost here. My favorite, I think a lot of people, the, the, the Thursday Thanksgiving slate is my favorite DFS slate of the year, I think. So really, really excited. College hoops are underway. I couldn't be happier. Jordan, coming off a strange week 11, you got Cam Newton back at the helm. Still couldn't pull off the win, but he... Uh, he looked semi-competent at least, solid <laughs> for DFS purposes. And, of course, we're going to get into all of the Sunday slate starting after Thursday. We'll still have the matchup show. We'll still have On the Contrary and all of that good stuff. But uh, what's going on with you, man? Oh, it was a, it was a fun week. Um, I mean, Panthers didn't pull up the victory, but I got to see Cam Newton playing, and uh, he was the reason we lost. It was on our defense not being able to guard Terry McLaurin. That man had one of those days where it just felt like no matter who we threw at him, he was finding a way to get open. Yeah, he was. And Terry McLaurin's a good player, but yeah, he, that, that, that's going to happen from time to time. Uh, Eagles look good, though, so I feel good about that. <laughs> Be sure to check out my start-sit video on the Fantasy Football Channel. I got some, some good Miles Sanders stuff coming up. Ben, I've taken the L on Sanders more than once in my life, but – this is it. This is the time right now with Jordan Howard out. I mean, this is the time. The Miles Sanders show is about to commence. That would be nice. Yeah, the Eagles are, I mean, you know, at the NFL, it feels like at one point or another, basically every team has been, you know, looking like an actual competent team. And certainly right now, the Eagles are in that in that batch. They look great. They're in full control. They've discovered a lot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be excited as an Eagles fan, no doubt about it. Should you be excited as a, a Lions fan, given that they're going to get their first win this this Thursday? I guess I don't. I mean, mercifully, I'm not a Lions fan, but I I guess if you don't, if they don't win now, I think they might not win. I think they win this game. So do I. But okay. I knew you would. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, in my mind, the Lions are like eight and two. Like I think they have a good chance basically every week, and they never win. So Dude, they. They like other outside of that Eagles game, which was what, like 44 to six or something absurd. It feels like every single week they're in it. And the odd part, too, is that every single week you would just kind of assume that, you know, it's a high scoring game or, or at least they're, they're, they're not they're, they're not preventing the opposing team from scoring. But in last week, 10 to 13, 16, six the week before that, then there was that Philly game. But even the Rams, they lost by nine. Like there's some games that they got smoked, but there's also a ton of games that they've been, you know, surprisingly competitive. I mean, they lost the worst, the worst beat of the year, no doubt, is was the Baltimore Talker. game. Yeah. yeah, like that that that's a win. Uh, I don't know what uh there is to say, but we'll see. I mean, the, the theme, of course, of Thanksgiving clearly is gonna be the injury situation. I mean, the amount of Q tags that have popped up is just ridiculous. And obviously the lions, uh, you know, have part of that with their quarterback situation. 
And then Jordan, you've got Las Vegas and Dallas. The Raiders just in complete implosion mode right now. Dallas coming off a brutal loss to the Chiefs. Dak was sacked five times. And then on the, the, the night game, you've got Buffalo just completely embarrassed by – I'm not even going to say the Colts, mostly just by Jonathan Taylor. Stefan Diggs had two touchdowns, but his longest reception on the day was nine yards. And then the Saints just look awful right now and are probably going to be without Alvin Kamara again. So once again, crazy three-game Thanksgiving slate that we're about to dive into. Yeah, and I mean, the offensive lineman situations for Dallas and Buffalo are things to pay attention to because they're just much different teams. Uh, Buffalo missing Spencer Brown. You looked at the year where when he's not playing, Josh Allen hasn't had huge games because they put a guard at right tackle and it feels like every single drop back he's getting pressured. And Josh Allen's still really good. He's able to run and do certain things. But if the Saints can get pressure, that's huge because the Saints just got bullied by the Philadelphia Eagles. Your offense line just manhandled them. Manhandled them, yeah. Dak, Tyron Smith. Like, if Tyron Smith doesn't play, Max Crosby is one of the best um, defense linemen in football right now. He's going to be able to get to Dak a lot, which will affect this, these two high-priced quarterbacks who everybody seems to be uh, getting to this week. W.J. Pittman won 2,200 last night. Thanks to you guys. Appreciate all you do. Thanks, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. And uh, once again, happy to have you guys here. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Maybe you're watching after this fa- after the fact, uh, after the stream is over. You want to hit us with a comment down below. I try and read all of them and respond to them. Uh, and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet. We're at, what, 66,400, making that long haul to 70k soon to be at a hundred thousand ben i set my sights high i set the bar high around here but uh anyway appreciate all of you for hanging out i can't wait to get into this so thumbs up subscribe and if you want to join hit that join down below the uh the thumbs up get the custom badges the emojis the uh, free super chat every month the shout outs and uh some other cool stuff we'll always put you priority for questions along with our premium discord members as well ben quarterback position not a whole lot to get into this week. We're still waiting on uh, Jared Goff, who was a limited participant yesterday. It's kind of like a walkthrough. I don't think a lot of these teams did full-out practices on Monday with that oblique injury. Could be Tim Boyle. Justin Fields doesn't look like he's going to start, which I think is probably a good thing. But let's start up top with Josh Allen. And I, I want to set the table for you and, and see where you stand on this, right? So <clears throat> the Saints have allowed two games of 200-plus rushing yards over the last six seasons. Amazingly, both of them have been Jalen Hurts-led Eagles teams. I don't point that out to say, hey, the Eagles have a good offensive line and can run the ball when Nick Sirianni's not being dumb, which is true. But to say that this team, up until last week, was allowing no, no big rushing attempts, no big rushing yards, 70 rushing yards per game. Now you face a Buffalo team that is mixing in Devin Singletary, Matt Breida, and Zach Moss with very little success on the ground. Is this another trouble area for Buffalo's passing game if they can't figure out some way to move the ball on the ground? Floor is yours, guy. I mean, I definitely think, you know, that's a reasonable line of thinking. But I also, you know, let's step back. This is – we don't talk like this too often. We're either talking about a showdown slate where you have two teams – and it's one game, or we're talking about 12, 13, or 14 games. We've got three games. So you're, you're finding kind of a happy medium in the middle where you don't have the luxury of saying, 
I'm going to be very, very selective. You know, raw points come into play. Josh Allen could be the highest scoring quarterback and still have a pretty bad game depending on what else happens. So I definitely look at risks like that and scenarios, but I I do treat it a little differently than a full slate where, you know, there's going to be someone that goes off. There's going to be a stack that's very effective here. It's a little different. And I think when you just look at this slate, Josh Allen and Dak, even though obviously they're going to be extremely popular, it's just hard to look elsewhere just considering the amount of value that's going to be available. So even though there's red flags of Buffalo at times, I, I still find myself like most saying, I'm going to figure it out with the rest of them and I'm going to try to go get the best quarterback. What about you, Jordan? Yeah. I mean, ownership is going to be a huge factor, but it's just, this slate's a little tough because of the pricing of some of these higher tier guys where Kamara and Zeke are a little banged up. If some of these other guys get ruled out, it's going to be impossible to just, completely disregard josh allen i'm just i'm interested to see like possibly where the ownership lies because andy Dolan against detroit i i'll be comfortable taking a shot at it just because of how bad this detroit pass defense is and andy Dolan, when he came in he just launched the ball downfield to these guys and that's what i'm looking for i just saw a report on my phone that uh nate or naggies this is supposedly his last game coaching the Chicago Bears from uh, inside source. Uh, I forgot what it was, but supposedly he's getting fired after this game. So I think it'll just be kind of a air it out, let it go. Um, it's just about whether or not David Montgomery finds the end zone instead of uh, some of these pass catchers. They lose to the Lions. It'll definitely be his last game coaching the Bears. <laughs> coaching Take anywhere if they lose to the Lions. <laughs> just coaching in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't, you can't go coach a high school team. Yeah, no, no, days yeah. Away. <laughs> Just nuke the entire <laughs> coaching staff. But I, I think, Ben, one of the things that to me is like Dak Prescott at this price. I, I know that Amari is out. I know that CeeDee Lamb's in the concussion protocol. Raiders have a bad run defense. So maybe this ends up being one of those games. Like, would it shock me if they go run heavy and there isn't a ton for Dak to do, but guys like Gallup and Schultz kind of still get there because of their prices. No, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But I do understand what you're saying about Josh Allen. He's he he's still one of the preeminent quarterbacks in the league from a fantasy standpoint. Even when he like even last week, as bad as that was, 18 fantasy points isn't you know six. He still put up numbers. He still has the ability to put up huge numbers. So. And I guess it also comes down to what type of value is going to open up. It looks like right now we're going to have plenty of it. So what you're saying is, yeah, on a maybe a, a 10, 11, 12 game slate, I'd probably be less inclined to get to Josh Allen. But here, what real, what opportun- what options do I have when the guy clearly has the highest ceiling on the slate? He also has the highest floor. Like he, he's yeah. the only quarterback that runs at this point with fields being out. So he's going to give you that as well and it just comes down to a situation there could be a lot of situations where josh allen in terms of points per dollar isn't that good but he's still the optimal quarterback just because there's so much value that you're you're either leaving money on the table or you can get josh allen so if he just raw points outscores say like Derek carr well then that's still better even though points per dollar someone like Derek carr may outpace him so i think you have to really consider that it's going to be dependent on how much value opens up. But as you mentioned, right now, it seems like that is the least of our worries on this slate. How about Andy Dalton, Jordan? I know it's ugly, right? But Justin Fields not expected to start. 
Andy Dalton going up against this Detroit defense that let, let's, let's at least uh, contextualize this a little bit. The lions recently have not exactly been facing juggernauts in the passing attack, right? Like Baker Mayfield has looked awful. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, actually it wasn't even Roethlisberger. It was Mason Rudolph, right? Yep. So Mason Rudolph, Jalen Hurts did not throw because they ran the ball 47, 49 times in that game. So I, I just want to point that out that, you know, you look at how they've limited passing yards recently. So much of that is the fact that either teams haven't needed the pass or didn't know how to with their respective quarterbacks. Is Andy Dalton viable? If you say, you know what, I'm going Dalton, I'm going Mooney, maybe I'll go Komet or even just Dalton Mooney. And then I'm going to literally load up on every other position. So if Josh Allen has a floor game, if Dallas runs the ball a ton with Zeke and I've got Zeke in there, let's say he's healthy and he's good to go and I'm paying for him. Uh, and, and they both finish with like 15, 18 fantasy points. And I get the same from Andy Dalton. Is that something that you could see being viable this week? Yeah, no, three game slates are very unique. It's like, you're again trying to find just the value of certain players where if Josh Allen doesn't hit that ceiling game, it's huge. But with the Chicago Bears in their last two games, they've led on the week on 20 yard throws. In week nine, they threw the ball 20 yards down the field 10 times, six catches, 179 and a touchdown. And this past week against the Ravens, eight targets, four receptions, 123 yards and a touchdown. I know the Chicago offense throughout the whole season has just been mud or muddy throughout the whole or season. But you look at like the Detroit Lions, they're one of the worst teams in the league against the deep ball. And then you look at like the deep targets. I for value, like pairing Mooney, uh, got or Goodwin and Andy Dolan, I think would be a fun, unique strategy because Goodwin has five deep targets in their last two games. If Allen Robinson misses again, he's running a ton of routes. And he showed he could do it against the Ravens. He can definitely do it against the Lions. I'm with you. I, I think it's doable. I, look, I would rather, Ben, I'm not over here like riding for Andy Dalton. But like Jordan said, like you said earlier, it is a three-game slate. And Josh Allen has shown some weakness lately. Dak Prescott, they might lean on the ground. Uh, and I, I – Dalton, if he's not an upgrade from Fields, he's definitely not a downgrade. That's all I can say right now. So the good thing about Andy Dalton is that if he has a big game, you're getting other spots that more, most likely are going to be filled out in your lineup in a positive way. Like Fields, if, if he was in there, you would have to say, okay, I want to play Fields. He may run the ball for 80 yeah, yards and point. a touchdown. But I don't know if Komet or Allen Robinson or Mooney, whoever's out there, could be good. Andy Dalton only has one out that he has to throw for like three touchdowns. <laughs> now, if that happens, we know that guys like Goodwin or Mooney or who, again, whoever's healthy on the outside, probably a couple of them are going to have really, really effective games. So for that reason, I totally get it. He helps fill out not just the quarterback spot, but a couple receiver positions uh, as well. And on a three game slate, that that part is really, really important. He's a gunner though, too, right? Like he, it, he can be wildly inaccurate. I, I, I'm, I don't even care. I might even play the Lions' defense against him on a slate, on a slate like that. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, no, you can do that on a three gamer. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a three game slates or strategy of the whole main slate and not playing players against your defense. All that goes out the window. Like, yeah, you're, the Lions' defense can totally score a touchdown against Andy Dolan. Absolutely. And then this guess what? Me. This is Ben's theory all the time. Like. When we talk about showdowns and two game slates, 
He can throw a pick six because he's reckless, but he's going to keep gunning. And then they're down by a touchdown and he's got to throw even more. This is more showdown than main slate to me. Like the, the really? mindset that I, I take is more showdown mentality than how I'd build on a Sunday. I, I'm with you hundred yeah. percent. And oddly the correlation there is it's kind of there just in the sense that if he does throw a pick six, uh, it means that he probably has to throw more. So yeah. Yeah. go ahead. Oh, I thought Jordan was. I got none of this. I was in agreement there. I mean, again, ownership is going to dictate a lot of how I treat this quarterback position. Do you guys have any, either one of you want to jump in? I'm assuming you might be quiet on this, but uh, any other quarterbacks worth discussing? I think Derek Carr. Yeah. Not <laughs> like, Boyle. No, we're not. No. We're not talking about the Lions. I, or Trevor <laughs> Simeon. <laughs> No, no, it's I still... want nothing to do with Simi. I know he had a good game last week, but I, I have very little confidence that through the, through the passing attack, he's going to have much success against Buffalo. Yeah. If, if new Orleans is going to score, I think it'll be on the ground against Buffalo because I was telling Dave before the show that, uh, you know, you look at the bills defense when they've played good offense lines with a solid running back, they have gotten killed on the ground. Uh, the Saints, if they get back their left and right tackles, I have interest in obviously whoever's running the ball behind their offense line because I think Mark Ingram is still good. Uh, he's shown uh, flashes in the last few games. And if Kamara's playing, I have interest in Kamara against them. It's definitely the last gets fit strategy, Spencer, except that guy will do it on a 13 game slate, just caution to the wind. DGAF mode. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I think all right, Ben. So when it comes to just to close out with Dalton, the only thing that like even last game, two hundred and one yards and two touchdowns. You'll how many snaps did he play last game? It couldn't have been more than what like fifty percent. Yeah, forty nine percent against Baltimore. I'll get there. What about what about uh? Derek Carr, this team has looked like shit recently, but he's only $400 more than Andy Dalton. I think ownership will play pretty heavily into this, but um, where do you go with Dalton or sorry, Carr on the road against Dallas? Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot to like there in, in the situation of they have the best total 50 and a half right now. They're the biggest underdog, which of course isn't great, but at the same time, he's probably the most likely to be throwing. The, the Raiders are just bad. So uh, Carr is going to have a ton of pressure on him to get there. The price is reasonable. And even though it's a short slate, obviously ownership, it's going to be elevated across the board, but not everybody can be popular. So one of these guys, uh, I mean, I think Simeon and the guy on the Lions, uh, you know, they're going to be not played <laughs> a lot. But of the other four, there's still going to be a hierarchy. And I think that Carr might be towards third or fourth in that. And if he is fourth, I, I think it's pretty easy to get some healthy exposure to him. And the way you can stack that game is kind of sexy, too. I mean, there's a lot you can do with that, right? Because Renfro becomes more viable. Uh, obviously, you have Darren Waller, you have Gallup. You probably have Cedric Wilson on the other side. Even Tony Pollard, potentially, like with a, with a Dak stack. Maybe he's more involved in the passing game if Zeke's beat up. Dalton Schultz. There's so much you can do there. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. Hey Ben, did you see that? Uh, did you see that comment in the chat from Kickstart saying, "Yo, Jazzraz, I hit a two-dollar ten-team parlay for six hundred and fifty dollars yesterday." I did see that. Kickstart, one of the guys, hangs out in the Awesome Odds channel with us uh, when we do that content. You can head over there, obviously, for that type of stuff, and it's been a good run. Uh, you What's know, the contest? Favorite... 
What? You say when you do what? That content. But we got oh, a contest content. maybe, but you know, why not? And it, it's true. It's just a really fun group. But obviously me and Aton are over there giving out picks and college basketball and NFL, but the, the chat over there really dropping some good knowledge. And I know Kickstart had been on some of those games. It's always, what a sweat. He, he mentioned that in chat as well. The sweat for, I know I'm biased. When, you, when you're sweating a part like that, there is few things better. Dude, you should run contests and have everyone just do like $5 parlays or dollar parlays and just see who can hit the biggest le- the, the biggest leg parlay. So we're going to have some fun stuff like that. This new thing. I want in on there. that. Yeah, no, we're having a thing called I'll give people a little sneak uh, this jackpot segment and, and we're going to give away some free stuff if people can hit uh, one of those type of bets and screenshot. I kind of like an extension of the Hall of Fame segment that we've been doing over here. I love it. Jordan, you're going to get in on that too. You can't, yeah. you, where, where do you live? Florida? Can you bet in Florida? You can bet. Uh, in Florida. The hard rock. Yeah. Now, now you can, it's been okay. legal for like a month now. It's a, it's been a fun time. I uh, right. took, take some lines, you know, just randomly. My buddy's a Vikings fan and keeps waiting till the Vikings are up by 14 and then betting the other team money line. And then he just waits for the rest of the game. It's, it's, like, it's a fantastic. Dude, I made a lot. I made a lot of money betting against the Sixers in spots like that. And against, they say don't bet the teams that you like, but bet the teams you know. Uh, if you were to bet, I'm not kidding. If you were to bet the Phillies, uh, I bet against the Phillies, right? Bet the money line opposing team against the Phillies going into like the eighth inning or seventh inning every every game, you'd you'd be rich because they blew so many games in the past couple of years. You know, they're, they're, so I hear you. Yeah, just get your – Get a team you know, know they're good or bad, what spots they can perform in, and sometimes that works out. There's definitely trends there with how bad teams or how good teams can be. Ben, did you know that we have a promo code right now? Stuffing. Okay? Stuffing. 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 (laughs) But the coolest thing about this, and everyone's like, all right, well, it's an NFL Express Pass, which is sweet. You get it for a dollar for the entire week. All of that is great. On its face, that would be something that you should just jump on anyway. If you're if you're a new sub, you want to check out Awesomeo and all of the content we have. But there's no better time to do it than now because all of our tools for showdown, our ownership, our top plays tool, which might be, which is one of our best tools on the site. Uh, you know, all of the pros at our site swear by that tool and our top stacks tool and all that type of stuff. All of that is included in this. all of our showdown content in the NFL Express Pass. There's literally no better time to check that out than now when you have three showdown slates on Thursday. And, and someone might say, well, there's showdown slates for every game. Yeah, but not with these size prize pools at all. Like these, these prize pools are massive. 50K up top. This is just on DraftKings for the Bears and Lions game, 50K up top. Uh, for the Raiders and Cowboys game, uh, $200,000 up top. That's right. See, the reason they do that, smaller prize pools for the earlier game, is because people still think they have a chance, right? And then they get blown up on the noon game and say, all right, let's get in some, let's, let's, let's tilt away some of this money. But we're not with these tools, baby. Uh, and then another huge one, I think, yeah, million-dollar prize pool, Ben, Thursday night, showdown. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, half the field's going to be drunk or passed out. Like, <laughs> you really, if you can't get it done in the last game, uh, no doubt, and you mentioned it's, like, it's such a small thing, but there are so many different slates that you're getting for that dollar. 
obviously i'm not a big fan lofty I, I said this on another show i don't really like stuffing you got me onto the sausage stuffing last year that oh, is you tried that it? is a life hack yeah that's very very good um it's amazing so i can live even though it wouldn't be my first word for the promo it, it's still uh, i respect it i guess it should be sausage stuffing all one word all yeah that's caps. it that'd yeah. be a ratings bonanza um <laughs> but whatever you know what for a dollar promo code stuffing obviously you want to take advantage no doubt and but you also it's a week so you get sunday night football showdown you get monday night football showdown and there's main slate content too it's like the lineup builder light in there uh the the rankings the, the player grades and, and a lot of other stuff but i'm just saying all of the showdown stuff alone is worth a lot more than a dollar especially for this week so use the promo code stuffing s-t-u-f-f-i-n-g at awesome.com slash promos actually go there and just click it. You don't even have to type it in. Check it out. Oh, and join our premium Discord while you're there. Cool community for sure. And you got the premium office hours where you got the pros like Ben and, and Steve Buzzard and Alex, all these guys answering your questions uh, and helping you become better players. So hopefully we'll see you over there. All right, Jordan, let's talk about running backs. I don't know what's going on with Elliot, but he's expensive in a really good matchup. Reaggravated a knee injury from that week nine game against, I think it was Denver. What are you thinking here on a short turnover going into Thursday? I, I think I'll be getting to Pollard over Zeke. Um, even if Zeke decides to give it a go, I think in a three-game slate, you can kind of do these things. And the reason is, is you look at like these running backs, like Joe Mixon last week against the Raiders, uh, 30 carries, 123 yards, two touchdowns. They just beat them up on the ground. Zeke can do this, but can he handle a 25-carry workload on a short week? I'm not too sure he does. And Prior to that, when the Raiders played on Monday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs, Daryl Williams had nine catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I think 36 of it came on the one touchdown catch over Jonathan Abram. I think Kellen Moore is seeing that and looking at, okay, I can take Tony Pollard and emulate this type of route tree, get him involved, get him in space, especially with the pass catchers they may be missing. And with the elevated role, I think I'll be going Pollard over Zeke just for maybe to be more contrarian and just get away from possibly that knee injury getting re-aggravated. Yeah. I'm a Tulsa dog. I'm assuming you're making some insinuation there, but uh, I will, I will take the bait. <laughs> yes. If you haven't tried sausage stuff in my, my wife's whole family's Italian. She, when I first met her years ago, she like, you got to try this. And I said, eh, I'm skeptical. I'm hesitant. But now there's nothing better. There's nothing better. Where did you do it, Ben? Because you mean, don't make you don't no, make your. I don't know. Food. I got it from a, a good place. I don't oh, like, like they make they made it there. Yeah, yeah. I found it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't like. I'm not a huge Thanksgiving. Uh, you know this. We're yeah. not gonna go down that wormhole. I don't eat. I'm not a big turkey guy. Not even like a deep fried turkey. I mean, I'm sure that'd be good. It's not like I hate. It. It's like oh, I don't like turkey. I just would rather have a steak. What do you do? Oh, that's right. You're the steak. Yeah, like I'm gonna have a steak. Maybe. We did a nice talk. lobster. I'll be, What's I'll your be favorite steak. Thanksgiving food? Traditional Thanksgiving food, because mashed potatoes are awesome, man. Oh yeah, mashed potatoes are great. Green beans, um, green bean casserole, maybe. No, no, I don't think so. I don't really know. Sweet potato bake. No, Jordan. Ah, uh, I'm just I'm fine with anything really on Thanksgiving. Uh, the okay. pies, the pie, the pie area. My grandma makes some great pies, and that's yeah, uh, like pies. that's where I'm going. I was listening to a Tim Dillon podcast yesterday, and he made he made the baked mac and cheese. That's good, Tyler. 
he made the point that people just try and be too aggressive. Everyone wants to be Wolfgang Puck these days. You know, they want to get their recipes from these special places on Pinterest and shit. And then they just go overboard. Stick to the traditional stuff. Remember where your your parents or your grandparents would slave away in the kitchen and just for days at a time prepare the meals. That's what we got to get back to. You know, that's what we need to get back to. Then Ben will really love Thanksgiving again. No, it's just not that good. But uh, it's it's you helped with the sausage stuffing. I will give you credit for that. What do you think about the top of the running back position, Ben? Questionables across the board with Elliott, with Kamara. Mark Ingram's questionable, but he's going to play. So I'm projecting Kamara out right now. Could be wrong. I, I don't really think he plays. Yeah, the the obvious truth is right now, you know, when you're when you're looking, you got to kind of plan for different scenarios because we just don't know. And and one of these guys being ruled in or out, it's going to change the entire dynamic of the slate. Like if Zeke doesn't play, Tony Pollard will be, you know, uh, clearly the highest owned player on the slate, one of the highest owned plays in any format of the year. And I think it's probably warranted. Uh, You know, the Saints issues are a little different because now everybody's banged up. We've got to see got Montgomery. So. I think it checks out the, the guy that I, I who's not hurt for a change, but he's just there is swift. And I don't know what the quarterback change really has done for him. I mean, he'd been getting it done so much with the targets last week. He got bailed out with one ridiculously long touchdown run. He is an interesting case, uh, you know, study for me here with Boyle there 7,300. He's the only one not sporting a Q tag up there. I just don't know if I love the situation if he's not going to get five to 10 targets. Yeah, he needs the targets. He does. I think there's one thing that get that, that keeps me because I've been I've been kind of I've had a tepid interest in him all year long when Jamal Williams was in. Granted, he was way cheaper, Jordan. So that's different. Like now you're getting to a price point where if you're playing Swift, you need the volume because he's on a bad team. And like Ben said, he ripped out. He got bailed out by that big run. But I think you might see Dan Campbell go even further away from Jamal Williams this week. And if that's the case, it might open things up a little bit more. I was wrong about Foreman. Like Foreman was on the on pace. Ben, you were right about that. Was on pace, to me at least, to start seeing more work. And then it was Dontrell Hilliard that was getting <laughs> the opportunities. Yeah. So it's tough to say. But Jamal Williams was, was really inefficient last week and returned from an injury. So I, I still think Swift, if I'm going to like an Andy Dalton – I have no problem trying to squeeze in Swift with some other top tier players. It's going to be pretty easy to do. Yeah, no. It, what you do a quarterback is a huge factor into it. And like the only the good thing with Swift, though, is that like this Detroit offensive line has been blocking pretty well. Um, that's something that you want for like these uh, rookie side of Penny Sewell and uh, forgot their guard that they've been working really well together. The, the Chicago Bears, though, their defense is up and down against the run, it feels like. Last week, they got bailed out with playing Taylor Huntley. Um, I really wish we would have seen a healthy Lamar against them. The running back position is just – it's going to really factor in these injuries. And Swift, to me, like, I'm just not confident that Tim Boyle gives him those PPR receptions that you want with DeAndre Swift. So paying off that 7300 price tag is just going to be a little tough for me. We need the pass catching work. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, ben, the mid range is not exactly pretty, but 
I mean, it's, it's actually really, uh, when you look at it and it's consumed by Buffalo running backs, I should not, I shouldn't even say mid range, but you know, there isn't much of a mid range here. Montgomery against Detroit Jacobs against Dallas. Those are the two Montgomery. And this could actually be a really good spot for David Montgomery. Are, are you willing to, to, to get there with Montgomery this week? And, and what about Jacobs? Yeah. I mean, Certainly, again, when we're talking about a, a three-game slate, these guys and, you know, you look at Montgomery, they are still favorites, even though a lot of people think that the Lions may win the game. He could easily, uh, you know, get a pretty healthy dose of work on the ground. Now, there was a, a time, never, he, he wasn't becoming a, a ridiculous pass catcher, but it seemed like before he got hurt, he was trending upward in that department where he could give you two or three receptions each and every game. I would love for him to get back there. That That's really, really important. I think Jacobs is probably the more interesting one to me, just because if you go with the game script, and this is where showdown mentality comes back, that the Raiders win the game and they lean on the run. I don't think a lot of people are going to plan for that because it's very unlikely. And Jacobs is a guy, he hasn't been doing great, but he also hasn't been, you know, the last three games, he hasn't scored. You got like that. He needs to find the end zone. The receptions have actually been really, really healthy. If it wasn't for them, it would be in the basement. So I think planning for Jacobs in a, in a different type of game script is a great tournament strategy. I can appreciate that for sure. It scares me, but the pass catching work, there were like six targets to wide receivers for the Raiders last week. It was all Darren Waller and, and uh, I, I, it's hyperbole. It wasn't six, but it was not a lot. Uh, maybe it was, I don't Edwards know. He's got nothing. He literally, he was out there the whole game. He just standing there. Zero targets. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. And Ruggs is no longer there. Deshaun Jackson didn't get anything. So maybe Ben's right. I, I say this much, though. Jordan, Montgomery played 95% of snaps on Sunday. 95% of snaps for Montgomery. Someone said in our fantasy football live stream yesterday in chat that he's washed. Well, I don't really believe that to be the case. I don't think they're good. But even if he is, if you want to give me 95% of snaps against Detroit, you can sign me up for that. What do you think about these mid-range guys? Yeah, no, Dave Montgomery and Josh Jacobs will both get a ton of looks. And Dave Montgomery, like, he ran 50% of the routes this past weekend, which is nice to see for him because he act, like he is a good running back. He just plays behind one of the worst offense lines in football. And the good news is, is they're playing the Detroit Lions who don't exactly have any resemblance of a defense. And you look at, like, the previous matchups this whole season – like Detroit has gone two straight weeks, giving up over 100 yards to running backs. They consistently give up points. And you look at like all the pass catching work that these guys are giving up. Najee Harris had four for 28, which is a low game for him, but it was with Mason Rudolph. You're looking back where Joe Mixon had a huge game in the passing against the Detroit Lions. I think Montgomery can get four to five catches in this one. Andy Dalton's going to be here, so it's not going to be siphoned away from him with Justin Fields. Dave Montgomery is probably going to be the most popular running back in the slate, and I think it's just rightfully so. I think that's where I'll be eating some of the chalk. I think you're probably right. Keep him on the field against Detroit. Good things are going to happen just from a volume standpoint. I, I, I will say, too, Jordan, once you get down below this, it starts to get a little bit dicey. I mean, Tony Pollard, obviously one guy that we can talk about for sure especially pending Zeke's status. Maybe if Zeke plays, Tony Pollard ends up being the best pivot on the slate from an ownership standpoint. I don't know. But like Singletary, Matt Breida, Zach Moss, Kenyon Drake, Khalil Herbert, who's not even playing anymore, Jamal Williams. Once you get below 
someone like Pollard, it turns into a mess real quick. Oh yeah, no, the, the Buffalo running backs, people have some interest in just because of what Buffalo run defense look like against the Indianapolis Colts, but none of these guys are even remotely in the same field as Jamar or Jonathan Taylor and the Bills offense line is not the Colts. I, I don't think I'm getting anywhere near down here. Like even Kenyon Drake, like his routes run data isn't what you want for someone you think, oh, well, he's a better pass catcher than your Josh Jacobs. He ran a route on, I believe, 20% of plays the last two weeks. It's, yeah, he ran 26% of the routes last week and 30% of the routes. That's in games where they're getting dominated. I'm not, I'm not sure I want to even touch that. It's I'm not going to be touching any of these running backs down here below uh, Tony Pollard. Ben, you getting any Buffalo backs? I mean, I, I definitely think if you're building enough lineups, you can do that because, again, you're not saying, oh, this guy is going to have a, a ceiling game. There just might not be any ceiling games out there, and that yeah. makes them okay. Uh, probably a low, low, low probability outcome. I just <laughs> running against the Saints traditionally, even though at times they've looked vulnerable, is not the recipe for success, and I don't see why that changes. And then it gets pretty bad pretty fast. I mean, uh, you know, every Thanksgiving, no matter what, there's a Lions running back that I I rule out that has no chance of success. Yeah. Whether whether that's Amir Abdullah or Theo Riddick or Adrian Peterson. Last year, Peterson had two touchdowns yeah. in the first quarter. So, like, in that vein, we got who we got down here. <laughs> uh, we got Jamal Williams. We've got Kabinga. That sounds like someone that could ruin Thanksgiving. <laughs> but I, I think, realistically, it, it goes off a cliff pretty clearly after Kenyon Drake. Who did you say? K- oh, Kabinda? Kabinda? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that name when, when it's just like, Wait, who was that? Was was that Swift? Oh no, it's Jason Kobinga. Fullback, fullback touchdowns. Love it. <laughs> what about uh, what's what about Godwin? Uh, Godwin, good luck. Chris Godwin. Godwin, good luck. Igwebuki. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Igwebuki. I don't know. He's from Pickerington, yeah, he's- Ohio. He's coming off a nice game. I'm reading here. It says he caught his only target for negative four yards <laughs> during it during the loss to Cleveland. So he's coming in hot here. How old do you think he is, Ben? 27. 20, 27. See, I could I have a I have a sixth sense slash that was just a lucky guess, but where do you go to college? Do you have it? Well, I thought you had a sixth sense. No, I, I got one right. I'm gonna cash in those <laughs> those chips. He went to Alaska State. No well, that's not a real place. <laughs> I, he, I can rule that out pretty quickly. He went to University of Anchorage. Doesn't really? ring any bells. You know that school, right, Ben? I mean, that is a school. They do the uh, the Alaska shootout in basketball up there in Fairbanks, but I don't think that they play football. So that makes the Northwestern. And they barely play football either. So no yeah. offense, Wildcats, but okay, good for him. Yeah, good for him. 27. What'd you know about him before, like, yes, last week? Before last week? Yeah. Was last week. I, I didn't know anything about him until you said Godwin. I'm thinking Chris Godwin. Wait. I've never heard of this person in my life. Didn't he, uh, what you call it? Last. Didn't he play in the XFL? My, I feel like I gambled with him on the XFL. <laughs> I, Maybe. I, I feel like he did play in the XFL. I've Maybe never I'm seen crazy. this guy before in my life. Wow. He, he scored last week. That's the only time I'd ever heard of him. Wait, he yeah. scored last week? Yeah. Yeah. So did Jamar Jefferson. No, not this past weekend or the Steelers game. 
Yeah, sorry. When I say last oh. week, it's it's odd to think of last yeah. week as two right. days ago. Week ten, he scored. So did Jefferson. Wait, this man I think played corner in the XFL. <laughs> okay, uh, did not gamble with this guy. That's why I, I saw he played corner. Does for he the have Seattle a sick Dragons. back mullet? No, no. I'm telling you right now, if this guy scores on Thanksgiving, I'm not. That's it for me for that holiday permanently. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else down at the bottom, Jordan, at running back? No, it's it's a wasteland unless, you know, you're going with the Kabinda and or Goodwin, as the Monday night announcer would say. Um, that's it. All right. Fair I enough. nailed that age, though. Come on. That was solid. Proud of you. Very solid. I said it with authority, and I just yelled <laughs> That's why I asked you how much you knew about him. No, I, I was... yeah. All right. If one player goes off on this slate, any team that nobody's on, who's it going to be? Jordan. Snap Demir, decision. Don't even Demir Bird. Who? Demir Bird. You thought of that way too quickly. <laughs> I Chicago, Deep Bowl. I saw him get a target last week. That's I watched that game. Don't ask all me. All right. Ben? I mean, I don't know if it's as extreme, but I think Edwards uh, on the Raiders, like a guy is out there. It looks like a no show, but when you're just out on the field, that is an, a useful asset. It doesn't really matter if you're not doing anything. Or your team sucks like that. Just being out there gives you a chance in these small slates. It's going to happen somewhere. though. That's all I say. It's going to happen somewhere. Yeah. It's going to be Josh Reynolds. Yeah, 90% of snaps last week, and no one's gonna even look towards it. That's fair. That's talk about right about that. What's up? Yeah, you're right about not. I can't even find him. (laughs) Just saying, dude was on the field. Talk wide receivers right now. Before we do though, shout out to everybody that's made the hall of fame these past couple of days. These submissions are flowing in recently at the awesome HOF Twitter handle. Over on the Twitter land, uh, all you got to do is download the Awesomeo profile picture at awesomeo.com slash avatar. Finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more, whether it's on Yahoo, DraftKings, FanDuel, doesn't matter. All right. And tweet us at Awesomeo Hall of Fame, Awesomeo HOF. Include Jordan, Ben, and myself because we like seeing this stuff. Not only do you get all the love and celebratory tweets and, and compliments on Twitter and here in the chat, and you get featured here on the Hall of Fame. But you also win a free month of Awesome O Plus Platinum. Doesn't matter if you enter for a quarter or a nickel. We'll show you one in a second. Or the Millie. Everything is eligible. And we're happy to show it off for you guys. Pedro says, thanks, boys. He had a solid win there. Second and first in the uh, NBA high five and elbow shot. Solid $1,250 victory there. Praz D. First in the 150 max 5k to first with four bullets. Thanks to all the dudes grinding every day, creating the best brand in daily fantasy sports. Thanks, man. Got a premium, get a premium sub, use the tools and you'll win money. Thanks boys. Yeah. That is awesome to see 5k up top. Congrats, brother. Adrian Fernandez had to wait until it was actually in my bank account. Still can't believe it. Huge shout out to the whole team for the tips and introducing me to the late swap. Oh, that's a big win, right? Yeah. That's where is he? Does he have different, which one is he? I can't even tell. How much did he win? What he I, can't, a, I can't. He won hundred k in basketball. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he won that outright, and then 
don't know what he did in the other entries. Maybe it's just a screenshot of it. But yeah, no, he came. He had one entry for a hundred k. Well, that's awesome. Wait a second. <laughs> is this this is see this is a joke, right? Because on the next slide we have all of his piggy bank wins where he took first for like twelve twenty nine each, twelve dollars and twenty nine cents each, and then right next to that is a hundred k win on the, on the same day. Yeah, so. I think he entered 147 lineups that were the same exact lineup. <laughs> and he binged. That's amazing, man. That's Congrats. Dave Fick, thanks, Awesome Owners with you guys for helping me out. Strong start uh, as a Fantasy Cruncher subscriber. Awesome Hall of Fame and Fantasy Cruncher subscriber. Winner, 2,500 and 286. And then to wrap this one up, Oscar Emac, thanks for the Sunday Night Live Before Live Show. Good stuff. Not the big one, but close enough. Big enough, man. Congratulations. Second place and a bunch of other victories. Congrats to all of you. Download the avatar. Hit us up at Awesome HOF, Awesome Hall of Fame. Get and get your free month. Okay. Those are some big wins. That piggy bank and then the 100K. I mean, what a strange, what a strange split in winnings, but we'll take it. Ben, wide receiver, top of the position. What are we doing? Yeah. So again, we're going to probably have a good amount of salary. We can kind of do whatever we want. Digs, then you've got. We got to see what's going on. You got three interesting salaries. You got digs, and then you've got three straight Cowboys uh, receivers of various degrees of unknown. Then you've got two Bears receivers with Renfro in the middle. I mean, it's just fascinating how how this breaks down in terms of six teams. We haven't seen a Saints or Lions receiver until we're practically scrolling to the mid range. So, depending on who your quarterback is, you're going to either have a ton of salary left over, or you're going to be paying up to the top if you go Buffalo, you know, Allen and Diggs. So that's the really interesting part. It's it's uh, just different in that regard. Obviously, I think if you have the money, you know, Diggs is in a fantastic spot. It's not the best matchup, but he's just far and away the best receiver on this slate. Just ridiculous that his longest reception was nine yards last game against Indy, and he scored two touchdowns. But I'm with you. I mean, it, I'm with you there. And CD lamb as well. Like, I don't know if he's going to play, but it's still possible that he's cleared. I don't think he will, but if he's cleared, then he's another one. But if he's not Jordan, you've got basically Stefan Diggs on an Island at the top of the position by himself. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just really interesting. Cause you look at like the saints with Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I know the Eagles didn't really have to throw the ball. Devonte Smith is their clear cut one. He had four for 60. The week prior with A.J. Brown, he had one catch for 16 yards. It's, I think they're going to be trying to throw Marshawn with another player onto the Stefan Diggs side, which I think makes it a little bit more intriguing to go down to some of the secondary pass catchers for the Bills team who are capable of big days. I will say, though, Jordan, you look at the mid-range, kind of like lower mid-range, I love it. I love Gallup. I love Darnell Mooney this week because I do not think Allen Robinson's going to play. Targeted 16 times last game. Just crazy. He had like a 50% target share. Mm -hmm. This is one spot where I think some bread will be buttered. I think they'll be popular this week. But these are going to be – these are very possibly going to be clear number ones on their respective offenses at sub-6K price points. I got to get to them, at least in some capacity. Yeah, I actually hope C.D. Lamb does play because I think Gallup works better as a number two. It would just be a little bit like when he got to the when CD Lamb went out, he was not having a fun time trying to figure out 
double coverages and certain things um, that Kansas City threw at him. CD, if he gets to go against the Raiders, I think the Cowboys offense will just be able to kind of put up some big points. Uh, Renfro is the interesting one because I'm just – if he doesn't score, I don't think he gets to the optimal lineup. Probably not. And by the way, Ben, it was six targets. It was Zay Jones had two and Renfro had four. Those are the only wide receiver targets for Las Vegas. And they lost by a lot. Yeah. I mean, again, the team is in serious dysfunction. And as we always talk about, that's frustrating because you can get performances where key guys get zero. But it's also good because week to week, I don't think there's a ton of correlation from what happened to what will happen. Like, it wouldn't surprise me to see those guys peppered with targets in this game. And it's just like, wait, why did this change week to week? It's extremely fluid. So I get it. Uh, Again, we need clarification on the Cowboys guys. Then you've got, uh, you know, the saints. I don't think that obviously I'm not a a Simeon guy. I don't think that's a great situation, but it just seems like all they have are just like gadget burners, like Traquan Smith and Callaway and those types. They all fill the same type of role, even Harris, Like, I don't know what to do with that. I think all those guys are going to be in play. Harris is the cheapest and I think the most gadgety, but you're going to have to look to uncomfortable guys like that because one big play and they're in the optimal all of a sudden. Ben, it's ugly. And I'm with you. I think you also have to be considering guys like Khalif Raymond. It's ugly. And he's coming off a a one target game, but there are other games where he actually proves that he has some somewhat of a ceiling or like, an Amonra St. Brown or a Josh Reynolds. Listen, I, I, I understand what I'm saying here is not feel good. Marcus Goodwin. I, I get all of that, but there are something's going to happen where one of these guys is going to be involved. And if they're on the field and if they're running routes on, you know, 80% of dropbacks, at least they're on the field. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, When you look at Detroit, you have to realize that there's no one who's going to look good because they only threw for 77 yards. So, like, obviously nobody could have had a good game in the passing attack last week. And if they get that, once again, you're not going to get much. But if that changes, I mean, there's a real chance that this Boyle guy throws the ball 30 times. uh, And if that's the case, maybe he can claw to 200 yards passing. And then you've got someone who's probably firmly in play on the GPP side on the outside. Lest we forget. David Blau did this before. That's true. And why don't they the just same use matchup him? had 280 yards and two touchdowns on Thanksgiving? So see uh, the, why the, I was like, gonna say the problem with Tim Boyle that I'm having, and I just I can't do it, is in college he, he threw one touchdown on 300 pass attempts. Through 13 yeah, interceptions. It's <laughs> just like I can't like if this man's throwing one touchdown for UConn in the American conference, I just can't, I can't do it. I can't play Detroit Lions fast catchers. I understand that they're supposed to be getting playing from behind. Oh, it's just an ugly, ugly uh quarterback play from that guy. I wish he, it was Blau. He's, <laughs> Why yeah. isn't it? I don't even know if he's on the team it's, still. Oh, well, that that would be a good reason of why it's not if that's the case. But <laughs> he might he be is on the, still on the team. He is. I don't he get that. He's got to be better than this guy. No offense uh, to the Boils. <laughs> I, listen, I am wildly underwhelmed with Detroit. I'm just telling you right now that yeah, if if you're not looking at like every element, it, 
if you're if we're treating this like Ben said as a showdown site, we have to at least be exploring Ben every option from every team. That's all I'm saying. And just to say one thing in in the favor of this guy, let's keep in mind it was at Cleveland. Like there are a few situations that I would want my new quarterback to go into that are worse than that. This is home against the Bears. It's not perfect, but it's a hell of a lot better than being outdoors against Cleveland's pass rush. That's fair. Where are you at on some of these other value guys? Be it B- Buffalo, because these I hate trying to figure them out. Uh, Marquis Goodwin, any of these other Chicago guys, Ben, and then you, Jordan. Yeah, I definitely think you have to look at him. You know, I'll I'll pass that to Jordan a little bit because he brought up a very valid point. You know, if they overhaul to try to stop Diggs, somebody's going to benefit. And Josh Allen is obviously good enough to take advantage. You know, like Gabriel Davises of the world, they could pop up in a big way. So you've got guys like that. You've got the Saints. Goodwin, you know, I mean, you're drawing to a a 70-yard touchdown, and he's obviously that type of player. You're going to use him with Dalton. I think he's not going to get there on PPR. He's going to get there. Uh, I think on on just a ridiculously long catch, Jordan. Yeah, no, Emmanuel Sanders is my preferred just because of what he can do after the catch compared to Beasley. Beasley's been a little bit banged up in recent weeks, and he's a little bit more of a like low upside, I guess, uh, where it's the same thing. He needs the ton of catches if he doesn't fall in the end zone. Um, Gabe Davis has been running a few more routes in recent weeks. He's actually gotten up to like a thirty-four percent. Not saying he's a huge play, but Again, three-game slates, you can treat it like showdown. I think my preferred option of the like low, low-owned guys is going to be Cedric Wilson. Um, with if CD Lamb is out and Michael Gallup's getting a ton of popularity, Wilson will dominate the slot. And if the pass rush is getting there for the Raiders, that means it'll be a lot more quick throws, which will go his way. He had some awful drops in the Chiefs game, but he was open on those drops. Anybody else down here at the bottom, fellas? Not uh, that I'm seeing. <laughs> no. And you're probably the other thing, and I'm not saying don't leave salary on the table. You absolutely can, but most likely you're not going to need someone this cheap if you don't want any of them. Yes. Maybe it'll be like Zay Jones. He's winning the all wind sprints team. He's ran a route on, I think, like 90% of dropbacks in the last four weeks. You don't think, Ben, if if you're playing like Josh Allen at quarterback that you're going to need to go cheap somewhere? I mean, I think there's just so many. No, I don't, honestly. I, I think that you'll be fine in the mid-range. Like cheap relative, you're not going to take the top player at every position, but like yeah. you can go cheap with like Renthro and Emmanuel Sanders types. You don't, you don't need to go cheap with Dumpster who we diving. got here. Yeah, uh, okay. Kate Kawan Baker. Don't, don't, don't play him. What are you drinking out of that green cup? (laughs) This? Yeah. Apple juice. Oh, you're an apple juice. No, I'm just kidding. I'm drinking water. I only, only water. (laughs) Is that all you drink? Yeah. I mean, I'll have wine, not usually on this show, not on the Tuesday show, but uh, you look like a red wine. drink. Yeah. I don't, I don't like white wine. Yeah. You look like you said you (laughs) took a shot of whiskey as punishment the other day and hated it. I, yeah, still I never liked whiskey growing. I just don't like whiskey. Still don't. I love it. Don't make Jordan, peanut comments. Jordan, what are you May's doing? chiming in with the whiskey down. I mean, here. Right what, down. She likes whiskey. Yeah. That's why oh, we yeah? have it in the house. All right, May, we're having a drink sometime. Ben can do red wine. I'll bring over <laughs> some, some, some middle shelf. whiskey. <laughs> hey man. Boone's farm over here. <laughs> 
What do you drink? What do you drink, Jordan? I mean, right now I'm drinking water, but I mean, well, I don't assume rum, you're drinking rum. Jameson. I mean, rum is probably my preference. Oh, you're a rum I mind tequila. That's oh, that's even worse. Bad. You uh, don't do tequila, Ben? Nah, me and tequila do not mix well. But mm. if I have to drink like hard alcohol, it's, it's got to be clear. Vodka for sure is number one. Will you drink vodka straight? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I, doesn't not bother. if I don't have to, but I don't have a huge problem doing that now. Yeah, I'll drink essentially anything, but I, I definitely have preferences for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I will say this much. Before we get to tight ends and wrap this up, Yahoo still has this promotion going with us, and you would be out of your mind not to take it. I still get people saying on on. on on YouTube and, and Yahoo or on Twitter. Oh, I, I, I finally took I finally did the promo and that's awesome. But what are you waiting for? It's free. I, you're getting $90 Awesome Plus Platinum, every single sport on the site, every tool we have created by Awesome himself, the dude that just won $300,000 the other day. Uh, all of those tools, you know, you got people winning tons of money with these, totally free, $90 value, every sport, every tool on the site. All you have to do if you haven't signed up at Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports yet is go there, use the link in the description or the one our producer Tyler is about to throw in the chat or already did. Deposit $10. You say, I thought you said it was free, Lafayette. Well, hold on. It is because you deposit $10, enter a paid contest. Not only is Yahoo going to email us your information uh, where we will then email you and get you set up, everything, including the Discord, everything on the site for a full month, but Yahoo also gives you $10 in credit back, wiping out that $10 that you deposited and some massive contests like the million dollar uh, baller. They got huge contests for Thanksgiving coming up as well. It's free. It's 90. It's not, it's not free. We're giving you $90 in value uh, with the promo. Use the link, deposit $10 or more. If you want enter a paid contest, we'll get in contact with you, get you set up. If you're not signed up at Yahoo yet, don't do it without using the link and uh, take advantage of everything they've got over there and all of the tools for Yahoo that we've got on the site that you can use to start crushing over there as well. All right, fellas, we're almost up against it. So let's close it out with tight ends. Darren Waller, the clear top option at the top of the position. Jordan, how are you looking here at the top? Uh, if I'm not playing Darren Waller, I'm trying to play my uh, quarterback stack with a tight end and hope to get the touchdown. Um, Waller is going to be in a great spot against Dallas. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a pretty good game and Waller looked back seven catches, 116 yards against Cincinnati. He could easily outscore every tight end by 15 to 20 points this week. I hate the target volume for him though, man. It's fair. I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm with you because there really aren't many good options here <laughs> at all. But even last game, he still ate targets. Like, he said one double digit target game since week one. I just, why won't they just feed this guy the football is, is my question. But uh, Jordan's right, Ben. He's the clear top option. No doubt. I actually think, you know, for the slate, tight end is relatively strong given how bad some of the other positions are. Like Schultz could factor in a lot. Hawkinson, he hasn't returned to his early week, but he's still getting some pretty healthy work week in and week out. So you've got guys there and then. If you need, you know, you've got like the Saints, Juwan Johnson as salary relief, those type of players. So I actually think tight end is one of the easier uh, spots to kind of fill up on this slate. You're right. It's not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Dawson Knox solid. Uh, 
Dalton Schultz is solid. Maybe Cole Komet. I'll throw one in there, though. If you want to go real cheap here and load up at every other position, including quarterback, look, Jawan Johnson was inactive last week, but Adam Troutman's going to be out for four to six weeks. He was the clear pass catching back. Jawan Johnson beforehand was the red zone, or sorry, pass catching tight end, was the tight end that was getting opportunities in the red zone. Nick Vanette also got opportunities last game and was on the field. You want to go all the way to the bottom uh, and you think the Saints look to throw. One of those guys, if Johnson's active, uh, could I like Johnson could be a guy that falls into the end zone uh, with a, with an easy touchdown and he's minimum salary. So uh, yeah, with with Dal- with Troutman out, that would be one spot if you're really looking to save a ton of salary and you're just praying that we get a couple couple targets uh, inside the twenty. Anything else here from either of you guys? Yeah. The last thing I'll say, a weird slate, you could double tight end if you want to be different. I think that's more in play this week than on a full 13-gamer. That's interesting. No one's going to do that because it's illogical, and that's the type of stuff that works on stuff that's, like that. That's interesting, like a Waller-Schultz or Waller-Knox or something like that. Yeah, so like if you play Josh Allen, you've got Knox with him, but you also have Waller. Like people, that really separates you, and if it happens to work and two tight ends play really well – against those receivers, you can hold up in the flax. I like it. Hey, hit that thumbs up. About uh, about about to close this out. We got 76 likes, 228 watching. We haven't done so yet. Hit that thumbs up. Show us some love here. Jordan, I already said my defense. I'm, I'll have some Lions. I, I think it's perfectly reasonable. They're cheap. I don't think there's any defense that stands out in a huge way this week. I'm going to go Detroit. Who are you going? I'll take the Raiders if Tyron Smith injury news continues to be uh, he's out. I'll take that Max Crosby and uh, get some sacks, get some turnovers, and just that cheap, really cheap defense. How about you, Ben? I mean, I'm certainly on board with those. Uh, you're probably going to have some money, so I'll go to the Bills, I think. You know, if, if Simeon's forced to throw, they can obviously make some plays in the back, but truly – I think that is the ownership game. All these defenses are, it's a wash even more than a normal slate. Yeah, because the Bears against the Lions, too. They're going to be the most popular defense, and I I get it, but they're not three times more likely to outscore them than the Raiders or any of these other teams. Appreciate you guys, as always, for hanging out. This I love the Thanksgiving sites. Matt Kajeski and I will break it down again tomorrow, and then we'll be back for a a three-and-a-half-hour live stream, taking you all the way up to kickoff on Thanksgiving. I don't know how much time you can spend with us, but if you get an hour, you get a half hour for the betting show or for the deeper dive or live before lock, whatever it is, or maybe you get all the time in the world, come hang out. And uh, well, we'll usher you into yet another week of the NFL season. Follow Jordan at Jordan Vanek DFS. Check out what do you got going on here on the site uh, and on YouTube's? We got, uh, I'm actually going to be probably doing the college football prize pick odds for uh, this week because Matt is under the weather, I believe, and uh, got the college football prize pick show on Friday. I know Ben and um, Matt will have a big, uh, big Friday morning for that slate. Yeah, that's right, Ben. What's coming up on that front? No doubt. It, you know, this is a great time for college sports, college basketball, huge tournaments, college football winds down this week. We will have shows for every slate. Uh, and plenty of content behind the paywall for college basketball, Matt, and his projections. So if you are betting and you want to have some fun uh, or playing DFS, stop on in and don't forget about the college slates this week. We're playing DFS, baby. That's right. Coming up today, No House Advantage NBA show and a bunch of other stuff like the NBA Deeper Dive, Live Before Lock, 
Stick with us right here on the YouTubes, awesomemode.com. We'll catch you back here soon. Thanks for watching, everyone. Peace.